Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Really makes you think, doesn't it? This is Food for Thought on Muskoka Magazine. Food is a universal language that we all speak. Join me as we sink our teeth into delicious conversation guaranteed to provide food for thought. There is no doubt that getting a good night's sleep makes all the difference in the world. And it does seem that as we age or go through different phases of life, or perhaps just live through a pandemic, um, a lot of us are not sleeping as well as we might. Welcome to Food for Thought. I'm your host, Catherine Cole on 88.7 The Bay FM. And today I thought I'd talk a little bit about sleep, the goddess sleep, the demon sleep, whichever way you want to embrace it. Um, There's nothing quite as wonderful as getting into the bed at night. I certainly know in the beginning um, of the pandemic time, it was one of the places that I felt most... uh, peaceful. I guess that's just the way it was like, okay, it's the end of the day. I get to shut down. My sheets feel glorious. I am a sheet person. I love the feeling of um, clean sheets. It's like that hotel thing. I don't know, but it just feels so wonderful and comforting on your body. And you can think for a moment, okay, I'm at peace, but then, okay, are you binge watching? Are you reading your book? And it's just you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock. Some, there are some nights that, you know, you're, you're burning way beyond that midnight oil, or you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't get back to sleep, or you wake up early and you can't get back to sleep. And then as we age, there's also things that happen, like you have to get up in the middle of the night to go pee, etc. So there's all kinds of things that influence it. And it's different for men and for women as you age. There's also things like, you know, your body temperature, hot sweating, and um, also aging starts to bring up for a lot of different people potential issues like sleep apnea, um, where people might have uh, to be wearing devices, you know, CPAP machines, etc., to be able to sleep. So are there things that we can actually do that can help it? And the the answer is actually yes, because, you know, uh, I talk to a lot of people about sleep and I think about also, some people, you know, traditionally, we were using certain kind of medications, sleep medications. And I think that there's 100% a place for them because for some people, you know, uh, the not getting a good night's sleep, it affects everything. And it also puts a, a, us at much greater risk of things like high blood pressure, um, stroke, diabetes. There's all kinds of things that get involved and we just don't sleep enough. You're distracted in the next day. You don't have your usual mojo. Uh, so it's trying to figure out what are the things that we can do to help. Well, there is no doubt that stress has been an issue for so many people over the last while. 
So I thought what I'd do is I'd go over some of the things that we might talk about that could make a difference and influence versus let's say taking a medication. Because the one thing that medication does, it works. There's no doubt it works. But after a certain number of weeks, most medications act on certain neuroreceptors in the brain. And then that also um, starts to work and become addictive to that neurocenter. And the word, I'm only saying it because when you take it away, there are problems. When you take it away, then all of a sudden um, that neuroreceptor is looking for it and firing and it's actually keeping you awake. So after quite a short period of time, it's usually three weeks or so, it's hard to... um, you have to stop and wean yourself back off of that. And that can be a very challenging place. So I think for many people, if we don't get there in the first place, if we can use all kinds of different strategies, I think that's going to be fantastic. We all know that everybody's been a little bit more stressed in the last while. So trying to deal with that stress is one of those things. And my goodness, in this world of techno techno, there's all kinds of apps and things for it. I never uh, used to believe my family would come and sleep over at our house, our, our Toronto family. And when they came to sleep, they always brought their machines. They had the the little white noise machines. Well, now every phone has the white noise machine. And I have to admit that after all this time, I have become a sound of the rain and thunder um, machine. If I really can't sleep and it's whatever time in the morning, then I have a little app that I'll just turn on that sound of the rain and the thunder. And that seems to lull me off. So those are really great things. There are the apps like Calm and Breathe and I use Insight Timer. It has all kinds of uh, sleep stories, etc., as well as um, the the soundscapes, the different soundscapes. And there's the fact that our adrenals are in overdrive, right? So because we're all more stressed, so it's trying to figure out ways that we can deal with that adrenal um, stress. There. There are all kinds of formulas that you can use that will help to do that. Certain kinds of things that over time help your adrenals to stop producing quite as much cortisol that also can help keep us awake. And uh, some of those things are things like you might have heard some great names. Every culture has one of these herbs um, that are adrenal supports. Things like ashwagandha, Siberian ginseng, suma. You know, um, all of these things are uh, are different um, herbs that work they're called adaptogenic by helping your body to deal with stress, to adapt to stress. So those are wonderful things sometimes to add into your life. Uh, I find a lot of women, for example, who go through menopause. And I, this was probably one of the things that I noticed the most is um, I have a temperature change and uh, I'm not like a big fat, hot, sweaty person, but I do wake up, you know, with radiating heat from my chest and I do pull on the covers, pull off the covers. I layer, right? So there's certain things that you can do to try to help with that. Um, for example, uh, there are wearing uh, satin pillowcases. Satin pillowcases I find fabulous. They they are cool. They may re- maintain cool aside from the fact that they keep your hair um, 
sort of tangle free in the night and a lot of people love them for their skin etc what i love about them is if you do get hot on one side you just flip that pillowcase and you feel cool again and that can help me go back to sleep much much easier a lot of guys have a harder time because they're also getting up as they age the night because of um, prostate issues so they're getting up to pee and it's like how do you get back to sleep So I thought we would talk about some of the uh, foods that might make a difference, some of the herbs that might make a difference, some of the supplements that might make a difference. And I think we have to start off by dealing with um, the one elephant in the room. Without a doubt, blue screens. Screens make a difference. Our our bodies are seeing them uh, depending on what we're doing all day. If we're working with screens, they do affect us. And, uh, our melatonin production, etc., seems to be with light. You know, it it also makes a difference to that natural turning on cycle and turning off. So it is recommended that about two hours before you go to sleep that you turn off the screen. And I think for many people, it's such a, it's like a revelation because a lot of us read before bed and now a lot of us binge before bed. And Can we switch that out? Lately, I've been trying to get back into the reading and really, really enjoying it and finding it definitely helps to put me back, um, put me to sleep. And uh, I love that. And it's also wonderful to say hello to a good book always. So that's that's a big one. Um, if you're going to uh, look at the room, you know that you want your room to be darker. Sometimes we don't even notice all the different distractions that are coming in, whether it's the street lights coming in, the noise coming in from outside. So again, some people turn on the fans or the white noise, but things that try to help us to do that big slow down, take a breath and then go, okay, it's time. Because some people, it's not about the falling asleep. It's about the staying asleep. So we're going to talk about the difference of those two things as well. And we'll do that right after the break. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Food for Thought on Muskoka Magazine. Welcome back to Food for Thought. I'm your host, Catherine Cole, on 88.7 The Bay FM. And today we're talking about uh, Morpheus, sleep, 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 sweet, beautiful sleep, and how much we enjoy doing that. So I thought I would talk a little bit uh, first about the foods that can help to promote sleep. And this is especially true of people. It's not only about falling to sleep. It's also sometimes about uh, maintaining sleep and that there are certain foods that actually can help with that. And um, one of those, you know, is uh, foods that increase melatonin. We'll talk about melatonin as a supplement. It's the hormone that we produce when we're actually um, going to sleep. And so there are natural ways through our diet that we can actually put melatonin into our system. And some people um, just think of it as a little bit of protein before you go to bed, but you can pick specific proteins like walnuts, for example. Walnut is one of the very best foods you can eat right before bed because it has actually causes the brain to secrete melatonin. And that's the chemical, as we're saying, that 
helps to uh, regulate our body's internal clock. And it can actually make a big difference for people who are struggling with sleeping um, uh, with insomnia. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to cure it, but it can make a difference. And the thing I want to say to people is it's not always a one day thing. Sometimes you have to try something over the course of a period of time, and then you're going to see that it starts to kick in. You go, oh, I tried that and it didn't work. Well, give it a little bit of time. So nuts in particular, walnuts, but also uh, almonds um, also have uh, can do that because they also have something in them. Like you might hear about the great old, why do, does everybody get tired after Christmas or Thanksgiving? Because almonds too have tryptophan. And tryptophan Tryptophan uh, is a sleep-enhancing amino acid, right? And they're also a good source of something we're going to talk about as well, magnesium. And both of those, I find that when you do that, it does seem to start that secretion. So I think maybe you get to sleep and then the melatonin production is happening while you're asleep. So it helps you to stay asleep, right? Which is wonderful. Cheese. That's what I've been doing a little bit of. Um, it, it, you don't want to take too much of it, right? It's, um, very, um, there's a lot of fat into it, but a little bit of cheese is actually fabulous. It's nutrition. Uh, it doesn't have any sugar in it, which I love. And it's also full of tryptophan, right? And the tryptophan helps to produce serotonin, which helps to regulate mood and also can help us to go to sleep because it's also how, uh, serotonin is also a precursor to melatonin production. And um, because it takes a little bit of time to digest these fats, it's a slow process of secretion, which is really, really great. Now, a funny one that you never would have thought, I never would have thought would make a difference is lettuce. Because lettuce um, has something called, I'm going to see if I can say it right, lactucarium, a substance with sedative powers. Perhaps you might want to make like a little mini, uh, like a lettuce wrap, you know, with a little bit of cheese in it and a little bit of um, uh, an almond or something. And then you're making a little, little salad. It's like a mini little bite, but like a slider, but with lettuce. And that is a fantastic way to also get in a little bit of sleep inducing, um, uh, nutrition. Another one, which is a funny one. I don't know if I could do it right before bed, but if you're a sushi lover, you'd probably love it is tuna. Tuna is great because it contains B6 and you need B6 again to produce melatonin, the sleep hormone, right? Uh, so that's a wonderful, um, thing to do as well, but maybe tuna in lettuce and your little wrap. One of the things that we're talking about. Out, right? Here's one that I loved. I never used to know this, but we, we actually, uh, I have a lot of people who use this cherry juice and it's specific. It's delicious, but cherry juice is interesting because it also has, and it's the tart cherry juice in particular. It's a source of both melatonin and tryptophan, both helping to produce, um, to uh, produce uh, those hormones, etc., that can help us to go to sleep. So some people will take a little glass, shots of cherry juice every single night, and you can buy it sort of in a concentrate as well.
Some of the more popular ones you are going to have heard of is things like chamomile tea. Um, there used to be things, there's all kinds of combinations that different companies make like nighty night tea or chamomile tea. We're going to talk a little bit more about those afterwards. Honey. Honey is another one because honey actually has a certain blend of fructose and um, glucose, and it helps the liver produce a, a certain amount of glycogen throughout the day and night, which can give you a little bit of a perfect balance for sleeping, right? And it's, they say often that when we don't have enough glycogen, um, that that's one of the reasons that we toss and turn in the middle of the night. I already talked about turkey. Turkey's that other one. It's the famous one. And most fishes, just like tuna, will also do that B6 thing. So also very helpful. Kale, again, kale helps to produce tryptophan, melatonin. It's another alternative to the one that you might have uh, used instead of lettuce if you happen to be a kale person. And the other one, which I love, is bananas because bananas help to keep you sleep because, again, they have magnesium and potassium, which are relaxants. I want to talk now about magnesium. Taking extra magnesium um, in a supplement form, if you don't want to take it in a food form, is also a fantastic thing. And you want to make sure that you're choosing the appropriate magnesium. One of the ways we take magnesium or choose the one we want is here, we're going to get a little bit personal over here, but we're going to talk about based on how you poop. If you need a bit of help with the pooping, then in the morning, then look for something that's a magnesium citrate because it will give you that restfulness from the magnesium, that relaxation, the calm before bed, but it will also help in the morning to get things going. If you don't need any help, look for something that's got what's called a bisglycinate or a glycinate form because that form is actually a smaller molecule, more absorbable, stays in the muscles longer, does all the effects without aiding in, um, in the poop department. So it's wonderful that way. Uh, and you can get magnesium in all kinds of forms. You can get it in powders, you can get it in liquids, etc. So it's a really nice one to add at the end of the day, because most of us actually need extra magnesium. It helps with, um, all the muscle coordination. It helps relax us. It helps with blood pressure. There's lots of reasons why magnesium is great to add to your diet. We want to also talk a little bit about some of those herbs. The most famous herbs you might have heard of are things like, um, we just talked about chamomile, right? That, that one's so well known. And then valerian. Valerian, they also do a valerian tea. It's usually in, um, with the chamomile somewhere. Valerian, um, when I first smelt it on its own, it's like, I used to think stinky socks. Now over the years, somehow I've acquired a taste for stinky socks. It's a weird one, but I love a good nighty night tea. And my favorite ingredient in a herbal tea is passion flower because passion flower, it sounds like, oh, it should make us oh, get all excited and all the rest of it. But like catnip, which is also a sedative, makes cats go crazy, but it calms down humans. So you often find it in a herbal tea. Passion flower in particular is for the chattering brain preventing sleep. So when you're lying there for hours on end, ruminating and ruminating and ruminating, passion flower just might be your herb of choice. Um, it's not going to put you to sleep. 
it's just going to give that brain its chill that it needs. Some of the other ingredients you might happen to find in herbal teas are going to be things like hops. Think about it with beer, but it's also a calmer, right? And skullcap, again, sedative, but um, helps to make the muscles relax as well. Probably has a lot of magnesium in it. And my very, very favorite herbal combination is um, something that has California poppy. I always think, oh, it's the opium factor, but California poppy on its own in a herb added into some kind of a herbal tea or as a supplement is brilliant for also helping us get to sleep. For those people who have a really hard time, there are things like melatonin. Melatonin is often that very first great choice if somebody has to go to the next level of taking a supplement beyond taking a food or taking a herbal tea etc and add your magnesium because um, melatonin works for most people there's always that sort of 80 20 rule it works and it doesn't work and but there are some people um, who find melatonin um overwhelming in that for some people it can increase your lucid dreaming and that means for a small group of people it could also um, potentially give nightmares and I know I know tons of people who use it but at the same time I also know people who can't use it for that exact reason so if you were going that way it's certainly um, there it's so inexpensive but it's one that is also good to add to your list to try after that there's all kinds of supplements where they actually put combinations of all of the different things in all of the different herbs that I've mentioned in there because of course um, some people need to come at it from different points of view and you also have to look at what kind of a day you're having you know are you someone who has 20 cups of coffee have you looked at that are you eating even chocolate real dark chocolate that also has that natural source of caffeine uh, in it. Do you have tea late in the day? Those are certain things that can make a difference. So it's sort of looking at your lifestyle and going, okay, what can I do to shift some of this? Because um, a good night's sleep is such a gift in our lives. And the more and more we can find ways to try to enhance that sleep, the better our days are going to be from that. And I think we all have our special, you know, habits and patterns and it's sort of looking at those things that we don't even think about and going, oh, you know what, maybe I could just add a little bit of this or add a little bit of that. I certainly find adding that um, protein before bed uh, and the magnesium makes me not get up in, as much in the middle of the night or if I am getting up because I tend to drink a lot unfortunately in the evening to go to the bathroom then I can get right back to sleep so I wish you I wish you I wish you pleasant pleasant night sleep sweet sweet dreams and uh, good good health until next week Sante. Mm-hmm.